segment is called Lawyer Up. For the last few weeks, we have discussed what Lisa has made for her family for dinner, and she's posted them to her Instagram or social media. And we have had various comments on it. This week, she's made an Indian dish, a butter tofu paneer, as well as other items. And we have only one question for her. Lisa, why do you hate your family? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm just taunting you with these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that, that dinner, I, I don't know what that I don't know what I was looking at. <laughs> that it is. was a delicious olu gobi, uh, which is uh, potatoes and cauliflower. That was sort of the vegetable there, then the rice. Mm. And uh, and I make my own rice. I make, you know, I don't do like instant rice. This is like cooked rice for an hour. And uh, then the uh, the tofu dish. Very, you know, very common uh, dish that you often see with chicken. Like you order a butter chicken, but I made it with tofu. Because we try to go meatless one night a week. Mm. Mm. Oh, you're meatless one night a week. Mm -hmm. Man. I tell you, Lisa, we had, well, last night for us, you know, chicken nuggets is what the kind of thing we had. We don't go meatless any night of the week. I don't think we ever do that. You're meatful? We're meatful. We have chicken pie. Did you hear how my son tricked me into getting McDonald's? I'll just briefly tell this. Did you know this? Yeah. No, no. How do you do that? A it's like a legal gambit. It's amazing. A couple of days ago, we, I was picking him up from he had a golf tryout. And so it's about 5.30 when I pick him up. Now, I was prepared to make spaghetti. I was ready to make it when I got home at 6 o'clock. And while we were driving home, I got a text. Boop. So I was driving. So I said to my son, check the text. And so he checks it. Because you know it's coming from either the family or right, us. Right, right. And he says, uh, Mom said, it's for Mom. She says she's not in the mood for spaghetti. She'd like us to stop at McDonald's and get it. And I said, oh, that's a surprise. So I said, all right, text her back and ask what everybody wants. So he texts back, what does everybody want from McDonald's? She gives the, the list of, well, his sister wanted this. She wanted that. And, of course, my son just told me what he wanted when we got to McDonald's. So we walk in with all the McDonald's stuff. And my wife says, why'd you decide to go to McDonald's? And I said, what do you mean? You texted me. And she goes, oh, no, I didn't. So he pretended the text came oh. from her. In reality, the text was like from Verizon wanting to save me money on my next bill. And wow. Yes. And so he had pretended the text was from her. And then when he wrote back, he wrote, Dad decided he's not in the mood for spaghetti, wants to stop at McDonald's. Isn't that something? Meatful. What does he learn his ways? Meatful. Me I'm telling you. Deceitful and meatful is what that is. And I'm telling Master you. Master manipulator right there. That's totally. Mad skills. I'm thinking law school. That's where I'm <laughs> yeah. going with this. You know. Uh, let's talk about now. Here's a here's a story. 35 years in the making, and it has a very personal feel connection to me. I was at UNC Tar Heel basketball camp in 1985 with my very best friend Brian Thomas. We did everything together. We were great friends, and we were walking down the street. And Kenny the Jet Smith was walking towards us. Now he was, I think, a senior in college at that time, or one year removed from UNC. And when we, you know, we ran at him, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. And we said, sign our autograph, sign an autograph. And he, he was very nice. And I had the piece of paper and Brian Thomas had a pen, but we only had, I didn't have the pen. He didn't have the piece of paper. And we handed each to Kenny and he wrote, you know, best of luck, whatever, chase your dreams, Kenny Smith. <laughs> and he handed the autograph back to Brian Thomas. So we get back to Granville Towers, which is where we stayed all the, uh, you know all the uh, you know you all the uh, cool folks stay at Granville Tower. It's <laughs> the place to be at UNC. Exactly. And the next day, I said, "Where's my Kenny Smith autograph?" He goes, "What do you mean your Kenny Smith autograph? It's with my oh. stuff." 
And so we fought over it, and he kept that Kenny Smith autograph. And we didn't speak the rest of the week, and it really damaged our relationship from that point forward. Now Kenny the Jet is a major superstar. He played in the NBA, and he's on TNT, and I want my autograph back. <laughs> Lisa, who owns this autograph? Well, it depends. Mm. If, so it was your piece of paper, That's right? right. So, yes. And if you just borrowed your friend's pen That's right. to get an autograph, then typically you would be the true owner of that. But mm-hmm. if your friend, if, if you and your friend planned and talked about this ahead of time at all, in, such that he could say you had a joint enterprise, mm-hmm. which is where in, in order to have a joint enterprise, two or more people have to come together and you know make a plan. They have to have a a common purpose and mm-hmm. if you guys kind of qu- and it can be quick you know you can say let's do this quickly let's go get you know yeah. let's work together and get his autograph uh-huh. if you had a joint enterprise then you have equal rights to that autograph uh-huh. but if it's just your piece of paper and you borrowed his pen to different stories then it ought to be yours well you know the the truth is i don't remember we probably said let's always have pen and paper on us in case we run into a, a superstar out here or one of the basketball players so we probably did plan it. And to be honest, I think it was my paper and his pen. It could have been the opposite. I remember it. We were standing out in front of Four Corners Pizza. That sounds about right. I just come out <laughs> of Four Corners Pizza. And there comes Kenny Smith. And that, you know, I think at the very least, I should get it six months out of the year. <laughs> and he should join custody. Joint custody yeah, of it. Share custody of it. There you go. Would you draft a letter and send it <laughs> to Brian Thomas? Put it on my letterhead. Yeah. Would you mind? I want that autograph back. You could split it in half. <laughs> split the baby in half, and you get Kenny and he gets Smith. <laughs> not sure which I want. Which one you want? I don't know. Smith's not very exciting, is it? No, he wasn't the jet yet either. <laughs> I know. I get follow, and he gets your dreams. That's not right. <laughs> follow <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> Dream Smith. <laughs> huh? What, what does this what mean? mean? Why'd you frame that? <laughs> I'm going to get you to work on this for me, Lisa. I appreciate it. Another story we talked about earlier this week is another airline story. A flight attendant from American Airlines says he was unfairly fired from his job. He failed a breathalyzer test, but he says it was his keto diet that was responsible for the false positive. He's been with American since 2012, and uh, he was fired last year after a flight from Las Vegas to Charlotte, North Carolina. He says he hadn't drunk a thing, and he had only changed his diet, but... He did fail a breathalyzer in 2013, and that was related to drinking. They gave him a second chance, put him on probation. You know, it's like two strikes and you're out, so he's fired. But I feel for him because I know I'm on keto right now. You're a keto brother. I'm a keto brother to this man, and I feel like it could really change it because I I had the keto flu earlier this week. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell us what your thoughts are on this. Well, this is a it is a real thing that Mm. the keto diet, if you're in ketosis, if you're really following it, to the letter and you get in ketosis, it can and does give false positives on breathalyzers, some breathalyzers, Mm -hmm. the less sophisticated and older models, which apparently was what the airline was using here. Mm -hmm. And so I think this guy actually has a shot at getting his job back because he's got doctors and medical science behind him. This is a real thing. And something that you have to watch out for on this keto diet is that you really can get a false positive because... When you're in ketosis and your liver is metabolizing fat in that extra special way that the keto diet makes it happen, you emit an alcohol in your breath, but it's a different, it's not ethanol, it's an isopropyl 
alcohol, but the machine can't tell the difference if it's a less sophisticated machine. That's oh, right. we're all in for a treat in about two weeks. That's yeah. right. I'm Great. Doing, I'm doing keto. Now, you do get keto breath, they say. That's, what, that's what that there you is. Go. It's, that, it's that alcohol. Yeah. And apparently, you know, with these uh, flight attendants are union employees, and even not just this guy's particular situation, but across the board, 90% of the time when a flight attendant is terminated, if they file a grievance through the union, they 90% of the time get their job back. Really? Do we know, Kelly, Lisa, why this flight attendant was tested in the first place? Is it a condition of his probation or were there suspicions? I don't think, I think they routinely test um, mm. a lot of different airline employees, especially probably this guy because he did have an incident in the past where he was drinking. And the Department of Transportation has pretty strict rules about airline employees. And it's actually a Department of Transportation regulation that says if you're one time you can stay employed, two times you cannot fly. There it is. Right, I get that. And, mm-hmm. and I, I find it interesting that they did it at the end of his journey. Yeah, instead of the start. Maybe Not, he, he might have been going to the next stop. Yeah, you're you know? right. Yeah. But they never really stopped. But wherever he originated from should mm-hmm. be the spot. But I guess mm-hmm. he, then he, if, if they do it where he starts, he could be drinking all day on the plane. Mm-hmm. I guess they just do it pop up at random. Yeah. Um, he's a keto bro, and I am with him. Yeah, yeah, bro. We stand together. <laughs> What's that tofu dish do to your breath, Lisa? <laughs> you don't want to know. It's awful. You don't want to know, yeah. It's terrible. That's too bad. Lisa, you ever do keto? No, I haven't done the keto. You know, I sort of, I'm uh, gluten-free because I have celiac. And so I don't eat a whole lot of carb stuff anyway. But, you know, I've got to have that rice for my tofu dish. That's so. right. Mm-hmm. She makes her own Homemade rice. rice. Amazing. You, you ought to come keto with me. We're doing, it's it's really fun. We're having a great time in here. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, I, it. You ketoing. Lisa, I'd like to apologize for these first two legal cases. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he just wanted a 35-year-old mystery solved about an autograph. And I think he just wanted to tell you he was keto on that one. <laughs> yeah. I've been keto for six days, man. It yeah. Is I believe it. What a journey. Yeah. What a journey it's been.